about taking a theater trip to New York. I don't want to expose myself to anything. You should broaden your horizons. You'll broaden your horizons your way, and I will broaden my horizons mine. I'm going to support the arts in this area. I'll write a check. I support art. I just don't have to see it. It wouldn't hell if you... Clary, can I get one thing straight with you? I do not see plays because I can nap at home for free. And I don't see movies because they're trash and they got nothing but naked people in them. And I don't read books because if they're any good, they're going to make them into a miniseries. You know, you would be a much more contented, pleasant person if you would find ways to occupy your time. I am pleasant. Damn it! I just saw Drum Eaton in this morning at the Piggly Wiggly and I smiled at the son of a bitch for I could help myself. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Welcome back. Hi, listeners. Beginning of season two. Yeah, season two. Season two. We did it. it. We're back. Man, it's amazing. Season two, we're here. We've got a good one. This episode is amazing. Mm -hmm. I love this movie with all of my heart. My name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And And these these are the movies movies that that made made us gay. Oh, man. Season two opener. Yeah, and we got a banger. It's a big one. It's a good one. It, it's it's iconic, and uh, we've got some really good guests today. Scott, why don't you introduce who we have? Welcome to the show, Christian Turner, and returning movies that made us gay all star, Allison Levitan. Yeah, <laughs> you might remember Allison from our Hocus Pocus episode in October. Yes, indeed. I had lots of opinions and a movie I'd seen several times. And now we're watching a movie that I literally saw less than 24 hours ago <laughs> for the first time. I can't believe you, uh, you're you not super familiar with this movie, Allison. Uh, so good. So we watched, I mean, <laughs> we decided to open the season with Steel Magnolias from 1989, directed by Herbert Ross, released November 22nd, 1989. Yes, indeed. So, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of shocked that we didn't get to this movie in season one, but... It w- it's a great way to introduce a new batch of movies. Yeah, for and sure. And I know that you fucking love this movie. Me, yes, indeed. Uh, I have strong feelings about this movie. Uh, I-, I remember it very fondly from my childhood. I- I've seen it countless times. I can perform the entire movie as a as a one woman show and he has and, and i've done it you were definitely uh under your breath, under breath <laughs> a few, uh, some nice like uh shirley mclean bon and uh, and over my breath uh, yeah, a couple no, of times yeah most of the clips that i've pulled i i i knew exactly which ones to to grab so i wanted to give a little background on the movie sure really quick before we go into our kind of our first impressions of it. Uh, yeah, Steel Magnolias from 1989, directed by Herbert Ross. It is based on the short story and play by Robert Harling. The story and the play is based on the death of his younger sister in 1985 due to diabetes. Harling also wrote the screenplay for the movie. He went on to write other screen- screenplays such as Soap Dish, First Wise Club, and who can forget the forgettable Julianne Moore, Pierce Brosman romantic comedy, Laws of Attraction. Do you guys remember Laws of Attraction? Um, 
nobody does. It's no. kind of disappeared. But I remember First Wives Club enough for both of them. And Soap Dish is like my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Well, and the, a return to working with Sally Field. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's really cool. And, and the opportunity to work with that Sally Field. I mean, come Sally on. Field. Yeah. Sure. And he also wrote and directed the dubious sequel to Terms of Endearment called The Evening Star. Which I have a feeling we will be doing the Evening Star on this podcast eventually. Was a sequel? Yes, there was. It was like 20 years It's going to open fact. season three. But will oh, you do wonderful. Evening Star before you do t- Terms of Endearment? No. <laughs> no. That would be hilarious slash make people very angry. I will, I will cancel this show. Because that that a boy. Yeah. And he also served as a producer on uh, GCB on ABC. A okay, show that was bitches. missed by me. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's so... Phenomenal! Like, oh, I have no idea why it got canceled. Huh? It had a big it cult following as it was airing. Oh, and that was the joy of it. It was. It was just like it was. That does seem now. It, all, it was it. Kristen Chenoweth chewing the scenery yeah. for an hour, and it's for, like women being extra. There's a Leslie Bibb in it. Speaking of popular, yeah, no, actually, that tracks. That's totally a show you would like. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that about that about does it for the background of the movie. So, we should probably go into first impressions. Pete, you should probably go first. <laughs> so, uh, and then if there's time, my <laughs> we can all talk. so my mom rented this movie on VHS uh, when it came out. And we sat together uh, as a family for the most part and watched about half of the movie. Um, And then, like, my mom and my grandma had to leave and go do something. And I kept watching it. And they came back when they they came back. I forgot what they were doing. And I was like, oh, how's your day? Whatever. And they were like, oh, fine. What'd you do? And I was like, I finished the movie. They were like, oh, cool. How was it? And I was like, Shelby died. (laughs) <laughs> what a little spoiler alert <laughs> they were like i don't know why i just assumed they saw it or something i was just like oh yeah and then shelby died and they were like what <laughs> so can i ask spoiled so with a movie like this because yes. obviously there are other movies that you know like little gay boys like connect with early uh-huh. on but this is a movie that's really made for a middle-aged white woman yes so i guess my question is did, was your mom like, I really like to see this movie. You can sit around and watch it with me if you would like. Yeah. I don't really care. Or was it like, no, I would like to share in this experience. No, I think you. it was her and my, my mom and my grandma were just going to watch it together because that's what they got from the video store. And they sat down and I was like, oh, movie time. Okay. Gotcha. I guess it's no, I guess it's movie time. They would watch movies and I would just go and sit there and watch movies that I had no business watching. I mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't much care for uh Blue Steel with Jamie Lee Curtis, but I sat and watched the whole damn movie with him. You know, and it was just it's movie time and I probably just made it look like I was playing or coloring or something, but was really just paying attention the entire time. <laughs> um and yeah, just the just the jokes are nonstop. In this, mm-hmm. I was just so it's a great att- dramedy, so attracted to the humor, and just for me, having a snappy comeback was like everything. And at that age, sure. I was just like, "This is beer gold." Everything was a snappy comeback, and everything was just me trying to figure out how can I be that smart and funny and like witty, like. And the thing was, my peers, uh, you know, at like 11 years old, mm-hmm. did not give two shits about this movie. So I could go out there and like throw out all these quotes 
And it was p- genius. They were just one. like, yeah, they were, yeah. <laughs> they were just like, who is this bon vivant <laughs> running around this school with all of these, like, this gold, you when, know? When you're an awkward child of a certain age, it maybe has a, a flair for the dramatic. Uh, seeing movies where people have really good comebacks or snappy yes. one-liners, did you also practice them in the mirror a uh, lot? Yeah, shower, mirror. Oh, yeah. Yeah, come there on. There are ones I still do in driving my car today at the age of 30. Mm-hmm. And because uh, they're just like sound good on your oh, yeah. tongue and you feel sassy. And, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it's the, it's the snappy comebacks. It was this. It was, you know, a lot of like Roseanne. I was sure. Just, you have just a very like, Darlene, Darlene personality. Connor, just like, <laughs> ve- you know, just all those snappy comebacks. And some of it's rude sometimes, but hey, I think it's funny. I go for the laugh every time. And then, you know, there is a famous locker room scene in this movie that, I mean, come on. Is it famous? Oh, it's uh, famous. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's famous. I don't think a lot of young boys had ever seen a jockstrap prior to this movie. <laughs> well, some young boys did. I didn't know that part was in this movie like i remember because you had it taped from tbs <laughs> no like yeah so like my experience with still magnolias was yeah. growing up and was like watching bits and pieces of sure. it like on tnt because they yeah. would play at a four o'clock on a saturday yes. every weekend and so then i didn't see the whole thing like on tv through until i was a together. teenager right and now that like i'm in my 30s and seeing that i'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah we yeah we 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 rented it and then they must have done that. You know what we did? What my family did? They did that thing where they would daisy chain two VCRs together. Oh. Sure. And then just, oh, we rented a movie and now we own it. 100%. Because all you need is a blank tape. And then, you know, you got your three movies. Boom, on one tape. And so you daisy chain two VCRs, play it on one, record on the other. Easy, like yeah. instant editing bay. I you know. That. Being industrious. I mean, come on. We were also smart consumers. So <laughs> we, uh, so that's how we had this, and that's how I ha- had access to that scene uh, because it wasn't taped off of like TBS. So it was like the full, like, you know, is this movie rated R? No. No. no the language is not that bad. Be. It's got to no. be I, I don't PG. Think, I think there's one, if there's any fucks, there's one max. Yeah. There's only just. But, but I mean, that's like shit. 80s ratings are different than they are now. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, like, Back to you the Future is with... PG, but, like, well, it should fully Christ. be PG 13. Yes. Close yeah. to an R. <laughs> yeah. They talk about Christ, though. Maybe that balances it out. Christ, Christ, Christ. Christ, Christ, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean. I don't know. I th- and then, of course, you have, like, icons like Dolly and, like... Yeah. Uh, Pretty solid cast. I mean, Sally Field is amazing in this. Mm-hmm. Robbed um, of an Oscar master- nomination. Masterclass in acting. Yeah. I mean, okay. So the, the script may be a little ham-fisted. A little? <laughs> I, I do think towards the end, it does tread a line of maybe being a little too sappy, yeah. but... I feel like Sally Field's performance kind of grounds it yes. in that this is in reality. Yeah. It's just yeah. how she plays that role. Because there, and it's so raw and real. Because there's a lot of over-the-top performances in this movie. I mean, even Shirley MacLaine, Olympia Dukakis. Okay, the accent work, first of all. Everybody is doing a different Southern accent. 
I have not. Absolutely. Every single and person. And people are supposed to be like from the same place, yes. born and raised. And you're like, no. Dolly Parton says, I've never left this town. And it's like, but you except were not you, from this except town. Except when you grew up in Arkansas, <laughs> yeah. Dolly. Yeah. Um, Julia's sort of doing a Texan accent. Well, Julia's just doing the yeah. broadest like uh, high the, school it's production. It's the worst accent. It was so, when I was watching it last night, um, with, with a bonafide, bonafide Southerner, mm-hmm. um, I asked him, I said, I really need your takes on the accent work oh, yeah. here. Um, and he said, well, Julie Roberts is egregious. Yeah. In fact, he was talking about how hot late 80s, early 90s Julie Roberts was. I think the term chef's kiss was used. <laughs> and I think I saw his love go down a little bit sure. as... Yeah, she went on. Is she from the East Coast? Where is she from? She's not from the South. She's not from, I mean, she's clearly not, not the there, South. but I mean, that's she's a, from the Midwest. That's a good Who question, knows? Ellie. Girl. Hold yeah. on, let me see. I don't know. I don't think she's from a desert town, like, sure. like New Mexico or from, Arizona. From like Sedona or something. <laughs> but I think her her accent was definitely like a, you know, just like a high school play, kind of like, I'm going to do a Southern well, accent. She's not. Very she, broad. She was a nuns. This is, this is, I not to credit for it. Sure. Uh, Billy said she's not she's enunciating too much. She's got too many hard R's. You guys have an you update. Guys. And that's like the easiest thing in a southern accent. Yeah. She's you don't from, do a hard R. She's from Georgia. What? Plot twist. She, yeah, plot, <laughs> oh man. She needs to get Because that accent is truly but, terrible. But that said, when you look at clips of her on David Letterman from this time, she doesn't really have an accent. So I think that the accent wherever kinda. she was from in georgia did, yeah did, yeah she, she should have just not tried to do an accent when i lived in the south i literally didn't pick the only time i ever picked up any type of accents dropping my r's anything mm-hmm. was when i went in a room full of women she could just hang out with the cast all day and it would have just come and flown subtly and, and naturally and sally fields is was very subtle i feel like maybe she always very, good yeah accent. yeah she was doing she was doing pretty well olympia dukakis and and shirley mclean were Heightened, but their characters were supposed to crazy broads. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then Dolly's obviously is yeah, and then Dolly's just Dolly. doing her Ozarks like mm-hmm. Dolly. Oh, and then there's Daryl Hannah. Mm-hmm. But again, she's playing kind of a more broad character as well because Anel has an arc. Like Anel's like a circle. Like yeah, it's yeah. Like the strangest character development. Very I've strange ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was watching her, and I was like, is this a character choice, or is Daryl Hannah not a good actress? Right. Is that should I, is that offending anyone? Should I see myself out? Right. No. I mean, but, yeah, because some of it is, like I was saying, is very over the top. I think that delivery. she also had a reputation at the time for being kind of a kook and making weird character choices, too. But it was just, so I think that just kind of comes with her. Maybe, but I, I realized, like, watching this, like, I don't know how many things... If I could count, like on one hand, for like five things I can name that I've seen Daryl Hannah in, you just mm-hmm. assume that you have, and I'm like, I don't know. She's been around so long, but it's, yeah. And I love Splash because yeah. I have a heart and a soul. But uh, I was like, is Daryl Hannah bad? Did I not <laughs> know this? Yeah, I mean, I she's don't know. not good in Wall Street with Michael Douglas. She's terrible in that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, I completely forgot that she was. Mm-hmm. I, think she I know. Was I didn't even realize she was in that. <laughs> So, when it starts out and Anel walks into town and she gets her job at Truvy's and she's being, uh, uh, Dolly's explaining her, you know, Anel is this new employee to uh, Olympia Dukakis' character. And Olympia Dukakis says, 
she can't be more than 18. I'm like, what? False. Yeah. <laughs> to, in the original, to which I, in to the which original I say, script, yes, she can. <laughs> she can't be more than 18. Is, yeah. Also, does anyone else think that, like, and I would think this again when she would wear the glasses again, mm-hmm. those glasses made Daryl Hannah look incredibly mannish. Yeah, I mean... And with that thin frame, like, yeah. if I hadn't known that was Daryl Hannah, I might have thought, and I didn't know this was a movie from 1989, <laughs> I may have thought that that was, like, a man transitioning. <laughs> yeah. They're doing drag Butch Queen. <laughs> or, or just like that's or like First that's that's her, that's her secret is that she you know, <laughs> she's trans in the south. Ah. Just, just a very strong jaw and, and no yeah. Yeah, Daryl Hannah's a she's a handsome woman. I mean, <laughs> well, so this movie, I feel like this the stage production is. Very different. That's what I was wondering. And I was going to say, how many of us have seen the stage production? I have seen the stage production. You two have neither. Scott and I have both seen. This is, and I should probably mention, my first introduction to this material was Was from the stage play first. I saw a production of this in '96 here in LA. Um, And when you see the play, the entire show is in the beauty shop. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. None of the male characters are present. They're only spoken about. And I was already familiar with the movie when I saw the play. And what I really took away from it was that they did a really great job in opening it up. Because you wouldn't think that it's just so bound to this one set. Mm -hmm. And all of the plots that happened with the men and all the conversations and everything, they just kind of are talking. They're just gabbing to each other in Mm -hmm. the beauty shop. Um and so they do a really good job of of opening it up and expanding it and taking it away from uh, from the stage, but at the same time, I feel like upon like this close inspection that we're giving it right now, mm. we start to pull these threads, and you're like, "What is going?" Like? For instance, that weird sexual chemistry that Shirley MacLaine and Tom Skerritt. Notebook I wrote. Weezer and the dad, are they going to fuck? They hate each other. No, no, no. <laughs> I know, like, is the big secret going to be that, like, oh, they had an affair once? Oh, Maybe something did happen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, was, you all are crazy. They both seem, like, very horny in that first interaction. <laughs> he growls at her often. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, okay. He's I'm egging just... on that dog. Quit egging him on. Uh, I will be very curious here because there, there was some, a lot of things where I felt like, like, I was waiting for the exposition that never came, right. and I'll be very curious as we go on, as we mm-hmm. go through this if any of this was stuff that was in the play. Right. Um, well, the the big thing for me is that okay, the 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 crux of this story is Shelby and her not uh, you know having this child, this dangerous pregnancy, all that stuff, and the big thing is that she's got diabetes, and it's like yes, diabetes sucks. You know, and it's and I'm not trying to diminish that at all. Listeners, you know, it sucks to have. I don't wish it on anybody. But I mean, I don't know. I don't think you could have a movie in 2019 where the tragic character has diabetes. Like, oh, my God, the drama. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't. I mean, well, I, I mean, said it was too much. And then I read in the Wikipedia that was based on his own experience with sister. Yeah, that's what oh, I meant. Maybe I misjudged. That's diabetes. what I said at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So it did happen. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah. But this is also my only other um, exposure 
my only my second exposure to what I call the this the the thin white girl diabetes. Sure. Because it's usually people with health issues. Um, yeah. Stacy from the Babysitters Club ah. had diabetes, and it was a big thing. Oh, she did. Well, yeah, it was, her, right. it was her dark secret. Well, I think the thing is, like with like with uh, Kev uh, Nick Jonas, it's the one thing where you just have it, and I think like that's Nick like Jonas type diabetes. type right. one or whatever. Right. Right. And then type two is the one where it's like. You better put the cookie down. Doctor's going to take your foot. He's going to take your foot. (laughs) You know, and that's like type two diabetes, and that's the one that's like obesity and blah 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 and childhood and you know all that stuff. But I think the type one that they have, that's the one that's like insulin shots, and you just have it, and that sucks. But I don't ever see any like my first exposure to diabetes was like babysitters. Yeah, but. Other than that, I've never had it be like as a source of major drama. Right, right. like Like usually in movies, especially in the eighties, it was leukemia. Everybody always had like some crazy cancer that you just like, you know what I mean? Like the Oscars love a bald cap. You, you that's know what I mean? And so. diabetic friends of mine do always point out with movies like this and Panic Room that you don't quite have diabetic seizure seizures like that too. I get a lot of. I think that's only that something that you see in the movies. Yeah, I was very. Or kind about of like that. how. It happens to Shelby. The insulin spikes thing and, like, yeah, having the... I will say that, that like, watching that scene is going to sound so cheesy, but, like, I was a little, like, I'm concerned for her. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Julia Roberts played that off so... I'm like, oh, God. Drink the juice. Drink the juice. Yeah, (laughs) just drink the juice, Shelby. Like, that's the thing, though. The fighting and being like, I don't want it, I don't want it. Is that a part of... I think think that's kind of... Shelby's. Yeah. It's also just dynamics between... Children and their parents, which too. I mean, I get. Yeah. Like, there are plenty of things that I just knee jerk disagree with my mother with because mothers and daughters. But like, you're you're gonna die, like really? <laughs> like at a certain point, drink the damn like, juice. Drink the fucking juice, Julia. <laughs> Did you have that clip? Um, I didn't pull it because it's long. <laughs> okay, it's long and it, really it is upsetting. upsetting. <laughs> I was sitting here like uncomfortably. Like, oh, yeah. I love how. I love how Sally plays that scene, though. I think she's so good. Sally in that scene. Field is really good in that scene. Honestly, I was kind of—I will say—I was as dramatic as maybe overwrought as that scene is. Mm-hmm. I was, Pete. I'm so sorry. I can't make <laughs> direct eye contact with you as I'm saying this. I was really pretty bored for the most of the movie leading up to this, and I'm like, okay, now I'm a little intrigued. Sure. Also, was the longest day. It was a lot. Long- they did a lot of they things. They did so much. They did a lot of things the- for a day that has a wedding. And the, <laughs> the sun was still out as they're having. I mean, they're dancing at the reception, eating cake, full sunlight. A spring day. Yeah. It sets up the eggs. So the, we think it was the summer solstice was this day. It was the longest day of the well, year. Well, then why do they have eggs then? <laughs> the Easter, egg. yeah. Okay. <laughs> the spring. The point of those Easter eggs, there was no point to that Easter eggs. No. No other point of it except to let the audience somehow know that it was Easter time. Well, the... Well, I think it was like a sign. The earlier. thing about the movie is that they use the seasons to denote passage of time. Um, so, but, so that was the only... I mean, it didn't really matter that it was Easter Sunday or weekend or whatever. I think it was just yeah. to start off this whole process of like... This is this is how we're showing these like holidays. Um, also, the passage of time through this movie is like I want to say th- three, four years. Yeah, because you see that kid at the end, and he's about a a year and a half, maybe two. So he he had his first birthday right before the transplant. Right, and I think. I was under the impression because the baby looked exactly the same is that once there was the transplant, 
then everything else just happened within the same like it was a different baby in the very last scene his oh, hair was, was longer just equally as Aryan. yeah it was a, a different toe-headed like baby the sun hit yeah. the sun hit that baby's hair and i like yeah. turned away um okay so then so i think yeah but essentially like 6 months but like maybe, between yeah. the time of the transplant to the time of that she died mm-hmm. spoilers same baby um, uh, yeah. same like same twelve months like didn't go outside of an additional twelve months yeah right right and then the baby was a year old and then the other you know nine months or whatever to carry him then you know back to the wedding yeah so two years the math checks out yeah um to jump back on the Sally Field thing sure you said that like the way she played it when Shelby was having her seizure mm-hmm. or whatever I love that. And I think that, like, we talked about it earlier. It's just kind of like Sally Field is kind of very level throughout it. Yeah. Throughout the entire movie. Like, yeah. there's that part, and there's a part where she tells everyone that she's having a transplant, and Sally just plays it very low key. Yes. She, <laughs> she like, grounds this movie. 100%. Yeah. She's the most consistent thing about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I'm like, okay, I can take this journey with you, five crazy women. Which is <laughs> yeah. probably one of the reasons, and we can go more to later. The only really knowledge I had about this movie prior to seeing it was that it was about women in the South. It has Sally Fields and Julie Roberts. And that um, my high school acting teacher, I remember once directing us to, if you ever want to see, like, w- teaching us about, you know, a believable crying, said, go watch <laughs> the funeral scene from Steel Magnolias. <laughs> and that is a perfect scene. That is the most believable scene you will see of someone mourning loss. A lot of crying in that yeah. scene. Yeah. Um, so it's... It starts off being with us being introduced to Anel, and I feel like the Daryl Hannah character, and I feel like Anel, like I said kind of earlier, has one of the craziest arcs in, yeah. this, in this movie. And I should also mention, as we're talking about this opening scene, I always get the the theme of Terms of Endearment confused with Steel Magnolias. Like, I just, in my mind, I want to hear that music yeah. from, that like, piano. a James yeah. L. Brooks movie. Similar color palette, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Get that beautiful shot of her walking down the street, too. Yeah, this long shot following Anel walking into town. And the thing is, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like maybe in the, in the source material, in the script or whatever, they Anel and Shelby are kind of supposed to be, like, around the same age. I, I, that's kind of the sense I got, yeah. that they were supposed to be peers. Yeah. That's why she invited her to the wedding. That's yeah. why she felt, you know. And so I'm thinking maybe they're supposed to be around 19 or 20. And, like, Olympia Dukakis' character just was being generous when she could, said she can't be more than 18. Yeah, I mean, it's something to do with her, like, wide-eyed deer cock yeah. look. Yeah. But also, like... Anel had like the craziest backstory that I'm like, oh you my can't goodness, be 19. Like that is all the story that. Ha- of a yeah, 35 year old woman. Like yes. it's a very you... Blanche Blanche Dubois backstory <laughs> that she's that she's like escaped this uh this like dangerous relationship with this man. I have a little clip of that. Um, I have it mostly because it's got some really good Weezer stuff in there. But we should <laughs> we can set up some of these characters. Uh, so Anel comes to town. She's not from. Uh, she's not from Chickapin Parish. Not a real parish, by the way. It's not a real parish. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was shot in Natchitoches. Natchitoches in Natchitoches Parish. Yes, okay. uh, but they they refer to it as Chickapin. Um, but she's not from there. She uh, is staying across the river at a boarding house 
and she got a job uh, with Truvy. And Truvy is a hairdresser who does good hair, southern hair, out of her converted carport beauty salon. Played by movies that made us gay all-star, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Returning yes. from Snowy Mountain Christmas. Yes. Um, all-star of our hearts, Dolly Parton. Dolly's wardrobe in this is amazing. You notice that then the beginning of the movie, they were um, trying to, like... Um, Maybe subdue her bosom a little bit. Sure. And then around midtime, we talked about that just like, dress. They just, just like, fuck it. Yeah. Just, put, just put, listen, we know what people are ba- paying yeah. that money for. Just, Dolly, bring your wardrobe to <laughs> set. It's saving us so much money. Yeah. I mean, the first outfit that she that Dolly's in is that yellow sweater and like the super tight, like Gloria Vanderbilt, like dark blue jeans and like a cork wedge. And that's when like her. Anel's job interview is for Anel to do Truvy's hair, and she does the big like it's too poofy when I'm nervous, and she and she does her hair up, and Dolly looks fucking impeccable. Like yeah. she looks like she's impeccable. I have in my I have in my notes. Dolly nails every single one of her line delivery. I think she's really yes, really good. In she this is movie. very. Good. I think she's kind of honestly. I think Sally Field grounds it. But I think in a different way, Dolly Parton kind of grounds it too. Yeah, and they her kind of, they kind of like bookend and like, her storyline is subtle with her nice. husband. I really, I think this is my favorite part of the whole movie. Her storyline with the husband that's just like down on his luck and doesn't, you know, his like. It feels like a very real relationship that you've seen women yes. have relationships with their husbands like this yeah. too. She's kind of supporting the family with her, you know, with their hairdressing business. And he's like a contractor, but he's just. And you kind of get like roots of depression with them, too. Yes. That he doesn't want to leave the house or go out and have fun, go to like any of these church functions or anything. Yeah. And I think the one thing I really liked about at least that story thread because it could have totally gone like, and he's abusive. Right. Yes. Right. I did too. Or cheat on her. Cheating on her or something. And he just yeah, ultimately yeah. just ended up being just kind of a guy down as luck, but he was still very sweet to her. Yeah. And, and I think that like, that helped a lot. Yeah. Played by Sam Shepard returning from Baby Boom. Yes. Well, like, and I think it all, the, the kind of the thread I got was she just wanted to be appreciated and have him express, because there was a line that she had earlier in the movie and I can't remember what it is, uh, of course, but, uh, that she just sort of you got she said something that led you to believe that she just wanted to hear she said they say like i love you they know what they mean to each other yeah and it reminded me of um the song from fiddler on the roof which i've actually (laughs) never seen but um uh what's tevia and his wife when they're um it's called do i love you and it's basically these people that that have married and they do love each other but they're they work and they support their children and they don't talk about it and so it's actually putting on the table and discussing like do i love you why would you ask me that question i've raised your children i've just but yes but do you love me right it's like well yes i suppose you do it's just putting it out there and saying it well also the one of the bigger themes of this movie is that the men just not having the emotional tools to deal with things in this movie the way the women do every last one of them yeah Especially that first scene, as it's like, so is the theme that all the men are the worst? Yeah, want to punch all those brothers in the face? Yeah, so it's like the dads of fucking gun waving psychopaths. Yeah, and Jackson and Shirley MacLaine. Yeah, like every like the men just like we're supposed to have this ideal of the men being stronger, but when the shit hits the fan, they don't. They are not equipped to deal with it, and the women are the ones that come in and 
are the strong ones in the in these situations. I that's like the main theme, right? I mm-hmm. guess. Um so yeah, so uh Spud Sam Shepard's character. <laughs> uh There's so many buck wild names in this yeah. movie, by the way. I think Shelby's the only one I've heard in real life. Uh Anel's Anel's husband or maybe not husband if they're married. Uh no no no, the husband that left her. Oh, 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 okay. Bunky <laughs> yeah, that's like a mama's family name Bu- right there. Bunky Dupuy. But like Bunky Dupuy. Bunky Dupuy. That is some that is some uh yeah. some, some what? swamp people. What? Like, that is a swamp name. name. That is for sure a swamp. Back swamp. Anyone's got a crazy first name and then a really outlandish French last name? Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Like Weezer Boudreaux? <laughs> Seriously, I'm I'm Bunky, that's my husband. One of the names. I guess I guess um Jackson and Shelby. Those Jackson are the only Shelby. names I think that I've actually heard in You don't know any Malins or Truvies? No, I don't know it's any. True Truvies. V, not True D. Yeah, True yeah. No. Yeah. Crazy names. I Drum. All nicknames for something. No. Yeah. Um, so Anel gets hired and Anel uh also a name I've never heard of. An- yeah, I know. She's a uh, uh, fashion forward. She has her gold electroplate Anel uh, yeah. necklace. Yeah, she did. <laughs> like I she's pre Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> or I was going to say, or like she's like judging on the drag race panel or something. <laughs> For someone who was just so like timid and meek, I was just like, yeah. oh, okay, girl. Yeah. <laughs> she's not timid, meek, blush and bashful. <laughs> blush and bashful. She has very strong feelings about blush and Pink bashful. and pink. No, that was Shelby. Oh, Shelby. oh fuck. Who are we talking Daryl about? Daryl Hannah. Anel. <laughs> she had the gold name, the gold right. name plate. And also, I like how she was like, oh, um, I was number one, like, colorist in my class, and I did my own hair. And Dolly's like, yeah, it looks good. <laughs> no, it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it looked no, bad. It, it looked bad. <laughs> I think that Truvy knew that it looked bad. Yeah, she was just like, all right, you're good. You're, yeah. yeah. She's probably just, she's paying her minimum wage. She's paying her, like, $2 an hour in 1988. Yeah. <laughs> In Did you know, what happened to her previous that? She no? just said she quit. She just quit. Yeah, yeah, she just said she quit. I thought that was like a funny line about it. Or what she, oh, no, she said the, I forget the context why she quit, but it was like, I sent the beauty school to send me over a warm a body. A warm body, yeah, down at the beauty school. And she's number one in her hairdo class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we get introduced to Olympia Dukakis' character, and sh- her name is Miss... Uh, Clary. Clary, thank you, Miss Clary. Olympia Dukakis kind of has some banger lines of this movie. I kind of always, got some really I good kind of always forget she about that Weezer too. Are, yeah, are, are the ones to. She's got the classic line: "If you don't have anything nice to say about someone, come, come talk to me. by me. Sit next to me." I, I'd heard that line before. Raja said places, it. I didn't never. Yeah, did, I didn't know where it was from. Also, Olympia Dukakis has looked roughly the same age right? for a good yes. 30 years. Well, I think she was doing the most in this time frame. She, she had, was, like, Look Who's Talking. She was fresh off Miss, of an Oscar uh, win, too, for yeah. Moonstruck. She had Moonstruck, Look Who's Talking. The, like, she put a big I, string of movies in a row. But I saw her in that um, that, that show. That, Tales, the, from, Tales of the City. Tales of the City. Tales of the City. And she doesn't look... No, that doesn't look much all that different. Older than she did in 1989. Absolutely right. Doesn't look all that. They different. also take a lot of liberties with Anna Madrigal's age on that show too. Yeah. But well, I she's mean, supposed to be 90 in that show. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't. Oh, yeah. If not older. <laughs> but the point is, they don't. 
point is, it's still regardless of what her age is in that show. But her it's, appearance, it's 20 years, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I don't. I mean, unless they're more subtle about it, they weren't doing like a Samantha and Sex and the City movie style lighting on her. Right. Like, yeah. It was pretty realistic. She lighting. didn't have she the good. the Morticia filter. Do you want to hear something funny? I love Tales of the City. Like I've yeah, read yeah. all of the books. I love. Well, I have almost the entire series on VHS. I did not finish the new Netflix series. I have not either. You and did. I kind of feel bad for not finishing I it. It was a little rough to get yeah, through. Scott, yeah. you were the reason why I watched this new... I this never is even true. heard of it before. And you were like, are you going to watch it? I'm like, I don't know what it is, but sure. And you didn't even finish it. It's no. very heavy-handed. But then I was kind of thinking, I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess Tales of the City has always been heavy-handed. But I just like I love Laura Linney so much. So yeah, just, like, I'll try, and if it doesn't work, then it doesn't. Are you familiar originals... with? Are you familiar with like the old? I am. Tales I of the did. City. Okay. Yeah. 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 And mm-hmm. they were melodramatic, but they worked. But worked. the Netflix series, I'm just like, <laughs> please stop doing it's this. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So Miss Clary is uh, the former first lady of of, uh, of Chickapin Parish. Her uh, her husband, her late husband, was mm-hmm. the mayor. And now she uh, is his, uh, a widow, and she's extremely rich, and that's her like storyline. Mm-hmm. And she's she's looking for friend. investment opportunities too. Oh yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> I always forget about that too. The radio station. Mm-hmm. You so- should buy KPPD. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I feel like in this movie, like with the exception of Truvy, that like everybody had tons of money, crazy rich people, but like. Yeah. We're talking like, oh, well, this so-and-so is richer than any of us. Like, between Weezer and, and Clarie, I was mm-hmm. like, wait, Weezer has money? Yeah, right. She dresses the way she does. Did yeah. they ever mention, a dog with alopecia. Did they ever mention <laughs> what, what Sally Field's husband, played by uh, Tom Skerritt, does? He must did. be a fucking yeah. brain surgeon. I bet that yeah. he owns okay, a construction this company. Is also in, like, the middle of Louisiana yeah. in 1989. Real estate's not that pricey. Yeah. But this wedding had, I mean, I don't know. It was a backyard wedding, so we'll give them that. It's a backyard wedding. But, I mean, there were, like, the flowers alone were crazy. They put like, in a dance floor. They put in a, they put okay. in a dance floor. Had any of you guys heard of a groom's cake before? I had not heard of one. Never heard of that one. That must before. be a South it's a thing. thing now. Billy really seems shocked that I'd never heard of one. But as I asked him if it was South of Thing, he goes, I don't know. But, you yeah, but. He also grew up in Mississippi. I so. mean, I saw this movie. <laughs> I saw this movie when I was eleven, so and, and I heard of it then. So I'm like, <laughs> he was, like, he was just, like shocked that I'd never heard of one. Yeah, like, it seems I've like, seen it. It just the bride gets a cake and then the groom gets a. It's about them coming together, but they yeah. get separate things. I mean, I guess I, I guess I like yeah. the tradition. They hit it because it was ugly. And it looked like a murdered armadillo. Thank you. Okay, that's where I was confused. I was going to say we're burying <laughs> the lead with bleeding this cake. armadillo groom's cake. Yeah. This was the first time I had heard of red velvet cake also. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But again, I was 11. So now you can't escape it. It's I mean. Also, like the fact that it was an armadillo. Like how could someone that hot want an armadillo cake? I mean, we have to talk about. I have in my notes Dylan, Dylan McFucking Dermot. Because, <laughs> I mean, Christ. that dreamboat. And he only gets he better with age. Well. Now oh, he man. just looks just like looks... a hot daddy. Oh, woof. I don't Never seen him in anything that young before. Yeah, this has got to be like the earliest thing, pro- probably in his IMDb. 
but it is it's it's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. Look him up. And uh, the very first scene when we see him coming in the movie, he's wearing uh, an awesome outfit. He's wearing pleated shorts with uh, a boat shoes with no socks and like a pullover V-neck sweater vet or V-neck sweater. And I I'm assuming and all the stories that I've heard from these actors was that. This was on location in Louisiana in the summer. They were all saying that it was like hot, hundred percent humidity Which when they were there. Crazy hot, yeah. yeah. And their costume. Sometimes, I mean, Dolly was wearing a full sweater, tight ass jeans. She's in heels the entire movie, and like I always remember, like Julia and, and them saying like that Dolly was like super professional. She never complained because she was always like crazy, like dressed. She's a Southern lady. Yeah, she's from the Appalachians. Yeah. That's nuts, though. Yeah, this is that's just how she would dress all the time. Yeah, but the fact that there were no reports of heat stroke just yeah. coming out of that <laughs> set, like Seriously. those wedding dresses. Yeah, those bridesmaids. Oh. Nine bridesmaids. Nine. <laughs> It'll be pretentious. <laughs> they uh, Sally Field specifically mentions how beautiful the the um, bridesmaids dresses are. Did you get a load of those bridesmaids dresses? It was a different time. <laughs> they're walking down the aisle. I mean, that was what I was actually wondering. I was like, because I know that that's just the joke that bridesmaid dresses of a certain age were hideous, and these are also southern bridesmaids. Yeah, dresses, so all they had hats. Off. Yeah, but were so like, is this at, were these actually considered, or was that tongue in cheek? And and they designed good, yeah, to be, uh, that's ugly. Yeah, that's a good question. But I feel like if you were to go to a wedding in 1988, this is what bridesmaids would be wearing, though. Roughly. Yeah, that is so unfortunate. <laughs> I remember when um, Julia Roberts married that I love it. And it was very like a surprise kind of like wedding. A yeah. yeah. So, and I remember um, the National Enquirer posted their cover, and it was like Julia Mary's like surprise wedding, and they ran on the cover Julia photo, a press photo from this movie in the wedding dress. <laughs> and I was looking at it, going, "That's funny. That is from Steel Magnolias Enquirer. <laughs> Come on, going the press. They did not have the photos, so no. they just had to take through those yeah. like stock photos. They're like, we got one, Julia in a wedding dress." <laughs> right there marrying what looks to be dylan mcdermott yeah (laughs) it was just her yeah um okay i i do want to play a little clip of uh of weezer talking to anel just because i feel like anel's delivery is really funny like i can't talk about it this is a really good (laughs) moment too because when she starts to talk about it all the other ladies just sort of like perk up because they want to hear they want to hear what's her deal yeah Yeah. because they know that she's kind of weird that was something I even wrote down. I was like, why is everyone just standing there? These women who, at this point, we've established are relatively nice women. Mm-hmm. And they're just standing there and let we, letting a Weezer just berate her. Sure. Do you think it was – was it just because, like, no one's like, hey, Weezer, like, even a half-hearted, like, knock it off, lazy on the girl. They're just silent. Yeah. I mean, I think it's at that point, like – Malin would took Shelby out the back door when they saw Weezer coming up to the house. <laughs> like they they try to avoid her as much as they can. So I don't know, but let's take a listen. Who the hell are you? Uh, Anil Weezer. This is my new Fine. Now I know everybody in this town, and I don't recall having seen you before. Well, I just moved into town not too long ago with your family. No, Ma, I don't have any family to speak Your of. Your husband? 
Uh, a husband? Yes. Well, that's kind of hard to say. I, I don't know. You don't know? Well, I'm not sure. You're not sure? I'm intrigued. Are you married or not? These are not difficult questions. Well, we're... I can't talk about it. Of, of course, course you can. can. Well, I'm not sure if I'm married or not. He's gone. Men are the most horrible creatures, honey. They will ruin your life, you mark my words. Everything is horrible. Bunky, that's my husband. He just vanished last week. He took all the money, my jewelry, the car. Most of my clothes were in the trunk. He's in big trouble with the law. Uh-huh. Drugs or something. Police keep questioning me, but I don't know anything. They say that our marriage may not be legal. Oh, I wish you'd have said something. I was scared to. I need a job in the worst way, and I didn't know if you would hire someone who may or may not be married to someone who might be a dangerous criminal. But, Miss Trudy, I swear to you that my personal tragedy will not interfere with my ability to do good hair. Of course it won't. I just love my, my, my ability to do good hair. Of course it won't. <laughs> um, can I just ask something about that scene? And I, like, I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but sure. when... Um, when Weezer sees Anel, mm-hmm. did she pull a wig out of her yeah, purse? Yeah, she does. That, it's an extension that like she has. But then it never gets used. <laughs> yeah, because she always has short hair throughout right. it. It's yeah. like she just had extra hair sitting in her purse. Yeah. Just in case she's feeling squirrely. Sure, yeah. You know. Well, I took it that it's an extension that she's going to be wearing to the wedding. Yeah, maybe? but then she ends up wearing a hat. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they just ran out of time because everybody was running down the street <laughs> with those fireworks going off. Yeah. Which... And, <laughs> Nobody thought about the fire hazard. He's shooting fireworks into a tree, a big magnolia tree. I don't know. Yeah, not not a great idea. But um, so we eventually get to the well. We eventually get to the wedding. Well, Sh- Shelby and Jackson almost they had a fight. That's why he comes to the house to like talk about like you said you weren't going to marry me. Like say you're going to marry me, all that stuff. Like their relationship. Yeah, their relationship is interesting. I feel like Jackson kind of understands the, like, the risks. Yeah, involved. agreed. I'm curious if they shot scenes like that and they just didn't put them in the movie. Yeah. The fight? Or of just them talking about of just like, them talking about the risk involved, the risk involved having kids. Yeah. Yeah. Because like. Sally Field has a conversation with him at the at the reception, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and she's just like, no, dude, like, this is serious. And I didn't understand that conversation entirely until later when Julie Robertson and Sally Field have that conversation at Christmas. Right. Yeah, because uh, she just they mention it after the uh, I don't know. Is it was it a seizure? Would you call it a seizure so. at, the, <laughs> at the beauty shop when she says like the doctor says, we, you know, she can't children aren't possible. That's how they phrase it. Okay. Yeah. Because later in the movie, she's like, didn't say she couldn't, said she shouldn't. I yeah. think that that might have been intentional because it's sort of, I think you're almost meant to like mislead the dog. Yeah. yeah. And then when she says she's pregnant, you're excited and then you learn 
and it's like it's revealed like we'll know there's more to it yeah she she just shouldn't Um, do it yeah um but uh the wedding the wedding uh reception is is kind of fun we've got some we got some good gems with Mm -hmm. uh with the Clary, and we get some good gems with Truvy, just talking shit about people. Janice Van Meter, the new mayor's wife, got hit in the head we with a. She got hit in the head with a baseball. We hate her. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and um, Anel meets uh, her. Yeah, she meets Sammy. Those teeth. Boy. I mean, Sammy's interesting <laughs> looking. Boy. Uh, their arc has got to be kind of crazy. Totally. Because they go from meeting and Anel's kind of uh, young and naive, and then they start a relationship, and then she gets crazy religious, and this whole and they, I don't think they're married for a while. Not married till the very end. Till the very end. So it's like, did did they just not have sex for like two years, and he stuck with her all that time? Yeah. Or worse, (laughs) they were having sex, and then she stopped it. Born again. I'd be, I would be angry then. Just too. as pissed off as Sammy. Yeah, he doesn't know whether to wind his. That's a great. Uh, scratch his uh, watch or wind, watch or wind his, his butt. butt, which is a fantastic <laughs> phrase. Yeah, Sammy. Very Sammy went through a lot. He looks crazy, but I mean, like he's a kind of an average-looking guy, and then he smiled, and I, I think I audibly went, "Oh no." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but he's a he's a bartender. He's a cater waiter at the wedding. They meet there. They have a little meet cute, and they stick with each other the whole rest of the movie. Uh, but I do have a little clip of of uh, Malin and Jackson from the wedding. Shelby loves you very much. I hope so. Cost me sixty bucks to rent this sucker. I'm being serious. So am I. I got the receipt right here. Well, because later on when Shelby does reveal that she's pregnant, I think Malin's one of her big things is just like, well, fucking Jackson, that yeah, asshole. Yeah. She, th- I think Malin throws him under the bus a lot. She's just like, well, he doesn't have to carry it. Well, and what He doesn't give a shit about your body. Well, if, I, if we're jumping forward, I have a quote. Well, first aside, Phil McDermott's ap- um, accent's pretty good. Yeah, it is. Just wanted to call His accent him. is actually <laughs> real good. Um, but th- she says something like, I think it, when she... Yes. If I think it will help. I think it'll help things a lot. And it's like, are we supposed to believe, understand that, like, that this is a, a baby to save the marriage that they're having problems? Right. Because they immediately never, like, address it again. When or... she says that, Malin's just like, "Oh, I get it." And then yeah. you're just like, "Fuck." Okay. Well, yeah. What is what? Is, what will? What would it help? You know. So this is one of those things where, like, this movie's very vague in a is. lot of things. It is. But I mean, maybe they tried to establish that the two of them don't have a perfect relationship at the beginning when she said, like, I'm not going to marry you. Then I would have liked for them to have fought yeah. about something other than the, the not having babies. Right, right, right. Because then, then that is more easily established that, like, you know, problems are young, they're rushing into this. Yeah. Um, I wrote, 
as far as the baby thing goes, I'm not sure if anyone else noticed, but they talked about buying babies. A yeah, lot. yeah, yeah. They and threw that a lot around a that, lot. And I was just like, why is that <laughs> adoption? The first, the first they say he'll even buy one if he has to. And I thought it was a joke. And then they said it a second time. I'm like, oh, no. It came up the second serious. time during the very serious conversation well, between yeah. mother and daughter. And I was the, just like, why? So, also, well, I think the big thing is because she specifically says, oh, no judge is going to give me a baby because of my medical history. Which, also, that, diabetes. That's my point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, is that true? I, yeah. I think, again, I think that this diabetes issue is like, while serious, maybe they just plot device purposes. I mean, right. I guess yeah. you could argue that maybe judges in the South are more conservative. They're like, I if guess. there's a chance that the mother might not be around, mm-hmm. we're not going to. So maybe you can make that argument. Yeah. But, but in the, and we haven't even addressed this yet, but in the Lifetime remake. That was, that was a series. With, no, it was a, no, it was a movie. Didn't they also do a, a Queen series Latifah. with, Oh, okay. okay so well, we'll, they've done. They did. There was a sitcom. They did a sitcom we'll talk and then that. a television 2012 Lifetime movie. So, in the Lifetime movie with Queen Latifah as Sally Field. How Which, many times in your life can you say that? Let's talk about how you. You could never get away with white people doing a. Right? An all white version? Oh, an all white version. <laughs> right? Of a black yeah. Movie. We're going to do an all white soul plan. We could totally get away with doing <laughs> a black and this version is of like, a white movie. Black Steel Magnolias, it was all like. And here are all the black actresses that you white people have heard of before. It's like the Justice League of like the great black actresses: Queen Latifah, I mean, Jill Scott, Alfred cast. Woodard, and Felicia Rashad. Yeah, Felicia, yeah, Claire Huxtable. Claire Huxtable. Here's some familiar, comforting, non-threatening yeah. black women. And Alfred Woodard as Weezer. I mean, it was great. Yeah. I have questions. I heard that it was great. I have questions about good. Queen Latifah being the mother of like a twenty-year-old. Which sure. is pro- possible if you I do mean, the math, yeah. I guess. Yeah. What was it, 2012? Had sex with a man. Well, Queen Latifah that's... was probably in her late 40s you know. at the time. Allegedly. Allegedly. But, okay, so in that version, they were specifically, they specifically said she has diabetes and kidney disease. Okay. Sure. So they were like, your, your kidneys, they were bit. like, your kidneys are fucked. And they said in this movie, like her, you know, her circulatory system and blah, blah, blah. But I think they were just like, oh, you've got diabetes and that, and you're going to die eventually, which I feel like even in 88, it was pretty manageable. But in the lifetime one, they were just like, they kind of compounded it you're with things. Very Ill yes. Okay. Yes. And they were like her, her childhood diabetes just kind of fucked everything up and right. so you know well, because it, they could have totally gone the route of just like you just straight up cancer and yeah exactly yeah so mm-hmm. like, no we're gonna keep it as true to the original as yes possible. yeah yeah and the script is pretty much the same oh, like right. yeah um backtracking a little bit just if we're talking about christmas time festival lights mm-hmm. iced tea is the house wine of the south is a very good line and from and from my who says that? I don't even uh, Dolly Parton, of course. Oh, did she say it to her husband? She says it's a spud. I think she says it at the. I think she says it at um, the festival. At the festival, yeah. No, Anel said. I thought Anel said it to Shelby. I mean, yeah. whoever said somebody it, says it's, it. It's at the festival. It's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The house wine of the south. Have yeah. Very strong feelings about about well, sweet tea. Sweet tea. Yeah. That that like that weird like conveyor belt of like 
food that what they exactly were shoveling. What exactly is it? I thought it was crawfish. I guess, but yeah. those, there was like whole corn in there. Yeah, I guess it was just crawfish. Yeah, you yeah. a crawfish boil. A boil, boil, right, with just everything that's in it. And it was just coming onto this and conveyor it, belt. And it comes down oh, off like an assembly line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like those kettle corn bins you get at like the street fair, but yeah. it's just full of crawfish and corn. I mean, they just have that many customers that they're just like, fuck it, put it on a, yeah. <laughs> put it on a I Love Lucy style assembly line. <laughs> this community did shell out for the Christmas decorations, too. Christmas festival look, looks pretty it looks, lit. It looks so, pretty lit. And what's interesting is that the the town, which I, how is it pronounced, Pete? Because I Chickapin. No, no, the the actual town that they filmed it in. Oh, uh, Natchitoches. Is that how it's pronounced? Yeah, that's how it's pronounced. Ooh, I would have gotten that on my yeah, because it's spelled Natchitoches. Natchitoches. <laughs> so there's like they just like throw some wild stuff yeah. in there. Um, they actually are known for having like a fate like famous like festival of lights sure thing on the christmas like that town is known for it like in that area of louisiana yeah in real life so that was kind of i would assume then that robert harlan's probably just from that town i wonder why he they didn't just name it that it will it's one of the oldest i think it's one of the oldest parishes in mm-hmm. louisiana oh wow <laughs> um no it's a. Uh, I did a deep dive on the city because well because i I didn't know where that took place in Louisiana. It just said, like, mm-hmm. in the South, Southern women. And so I was Googling it to try to figure, like, oh, is this a specific place that's supposed to take place? Mm-hmm. And those opening credits, and you see the establishing shots of the town, and Billy goes, oh, I bet it's Savannah. I go, why do you say that? It's because Savannah looks just like New Orleans, and they mm-hmm. always use Savannah when they're trying to do shots to make it look like New Orleans. Right. I bet this yeah. is Savannah. And then I was like, no, it actually was it actually shot in Louisiana. Yeah. And then I did a deep dive on this town. So, yeah, one of the earliest uh, parishes, like French settled parishes in. Louisiana. And Malin's house is a bed and breakfast now, you said? Yes, Scott? that's the, what I the, saw. The mansion that it's they the, lived in. The house <laughs> where the film is shot, it is a six suite B&B for rent. Six now. suites. Okay. Mm-hmm. Only six bedrooms. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's only, like, it's a big thing that town's known for. So. Most of their tourism probably comes from Steel Magnolia. Sure. <laughs> you can probably so is, get a good Steel Magnolia shirt. So is that... Several, I would imagine. So is that River? Is that, is that the Mississippi River? Um, no. no it would that's be, too that's little. That's too small. The, I don't know. I didn't realize that I'd actually seen the Mississippi River until Billy told me later. So <laughs> he was like, that was it, by the way. Um, yeah, because it's like right on a river. And she mentions that the boarding house that she's... might be a canal. Yeah. An estuary. Sure. Okay, okay a, show off. A dike. There's always an estuary. Um, so Shelby and Jackson move out of Chickapin mm-hmm. to sh- where Jackson's family's from. I'm assuming Shreveport adjacent. Yeah. Probably and, just like a 30 minute drive. And he's a big, rich lawyer. And um, now it's Christmas time, uh, and eventually, yeah, they just make this big announcement at this huge Christmas party that has is complete with a full choir of carolers in their living room. I mean, haven't you guys been to a Christmas party with a full choir? In, choir in full, of de- in full Dickensian like costume. I mean, this family can no sh- less can like shell out the money. Full I guess. Money. And free time. Malin just has, she just has the florist like on speed dial, just like I'm having another party, just get here. I need flowers up the staircase again. Like what we did last time, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, but not I, blush and bashful. Also, you know, so when they do some like crowd shots, 
It's just a sea of big hair. Oh, man. It's like yeah. a bunch of like multicolored clouds. Like at one point, <laughs> it's kind of majestic to look at. Just tease it and make it look like a brown football helmet. <laughs> I, I wrote in my notes, I was like, because we talked earlier about like kind of the passage of time. And I was like, the only reason I knew time changed was because the hair got smaller. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're getting closer to the 90s, guys. Uh, yeah, teasing. right. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Julia's hair. Yes, for sure. Um, I mean, her wedding hair is—it's pretty out huge. of control. Yeah. And there's shots of it. There's like braids in there. There's a lot going on in this. Watching <laughs> in the salon thing, I was watching Dolly put it together. I'm like, what's this gonna be? There's there's a braid going up from the like pulling up the back the with the baby's breath in there. We'll get a picture. She of the braid even and she put even has a full like Instagram like breakdown seizure and then she walks out and it's still immaculate well she reads yeah she just redoes it from scratch that's how good truvia is and ironically like i she looks like a woman in her 20s and all the scenes leading up to that to her wedding hair and she never looks younger ironically than when she has her wedding hair yes i think julia roberts was about 21 when she made the movie that's insane Mm -hmm. that would make her 24 or no probably 23 when she made uh, pretty woman. Pretty woman. This is pretty, oh, pretty wow! Woman. It's yeah. only in, it's I. This was released in eighty uh, November of eighty nine or uh, eighty eighty nine, and then uh, Pretty Woman was ninety. When was Mystic, was Mystic Pizza was the first one? Eighty eight. They're one right after each other. Mystic Pizza, then this, then yeah. Pretty Woman. Yeah. Mystic Pizza is a movie that I have not seen in a hot minute. It's just meh. I remember really liking it. You get a young Matt Damon in that movie. Meh. It's. I think it's the hottest Vincent D'Onofrio has ever been. Sure. That's <laughs> sure. That is the truth. No, I mean he's pretty hot in uh, Adventures in Babysitting. Ooh. As Thor. That. As Thor. <laughs> oh shit! That was Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> <laughs> yes, wow. indeed. I process these feelings. I completely. <laughs> I don't think I made that connection ever. Um, Shelby makes mention of the fact when she talks about the baby, um, he'll have Jackson's good looks and, and my sense of style. Her, her sense of style yeah. is crazy. Her, is that 80s crazy? Is that, is, that style, is that considered stylish for 80s? I don't know. I think it was... <laughs> she was acting against Dolly Parton, who was the yeah. stylish, most stylish <laughs> yes. person in that movie. Like, no, that was not the style of the Yeah, seriously. That was the style of a 20-year-old Southern girl who didn't know any better. Yeah. Her pink... Her favorite signature pink suit, complete with the peplum and a pencil skirt. She looks like she should be, like, pointing exits on an airplane with. It is it is her Singapore Airlines like and stewardess uniform. Thank you for flying Plummet Air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that 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 dress is not the business. Um So where are we after Christmas? We have the big announcement. Now, she announced she tells her mom before the Christmas party, right? Yes. And yeah. this is when Sally Field is making like a giant flan or something because she is cracking like three dozen eggs. There's a lot of good that, that's some really good business as an actress. <laughs> Egg cracking into yep. a, into a metal bowl. She must be making like custard for 20. And then a measure cup of milk that I don't think actually gets poured into anything. Yeah, no. There was a lot of sugar involved. So that's just it's a custard. Just Three dozen eggs, milk, and sugar. Stress I don't know what baking. Else. Yeah. <laughs> Stress I dig it. 
<laughs> that's a pretty good fight that they have right there. But yeah, it's it a pretty is. good scene, and I like how it's directed because they change rooms during it. I think yeah. that was interesting. Yeah, of how it's staged. Mm-hmm. They go, they start in the kitchen. They sort of are in the living or in the go to bedroom, dining room, and yeah. then they go to the bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Sally Field really good in that scene. She is I really mean, good in that scene. You're, I guess, it's not that hard to out act like a. 22 year old ingenue. You know what's crazy is that. I actually think Julie Roberts' acting is pretty good. In this she's movie. really good yeah. in this movie. Oscar nominated, too. Oh, like, yeah. Julie Roberts got an Oscar nomination for supporting. Yeah. Like, she's wrong and, like, her logic is dumb. But yeah. You believe that her. Lo- but, like, you believe yeah. that she believes that she's right as, like, a dumb, naive. Yes. 20 something who clearly doesn't care if she lives or dies for some reason. Um, I did think there was a really nice acting touch from Julia Roberts when, when at the very end she's like, I, I need you to support me in this. And mm-hmm. her eyes, this pleading in her yeah. eyes. And you you can tell right there that she's scared. She, well, that she's like, I, there's that, there, that's the only sign that you get that like, she, she is scared and she, yeah. and she knows that this is really risky and she needs her mom to say it's okay. So that way she can continue, I guess, convincing herself that 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 it's that this isn't a crazy thing to do. I mean yeah. it's classic Julia and I was reading about the casting for this movie and I think it it had to be Julia Roberts and I was reading that um Meg Ryan was offered the role and was Too contracted to be it. Too but old. She ultimately <laughs> got out of the contract to make when Harry met Sally. See? Too old. Yeah, and like, then, how are you going to go from twenty one? But year also, hear this: Shelby. Winona Ryder was supposedly offered Shelby, but was ultimately too young for. The well, part. now she was like fifteen yeah. at the time, so I that. Was, but I mean, she met. It with, worked. She met with the director and the producers for the role, and it was pretty close. Can you imagine Winona doing the southern accent? Um, okay, maybe that wouldn't have worked. <laughs> has she ever done a southern accent? I think, has, I, I think she would never have uh, appeared more Jewish. Um, yeah, I think totally. She could work as Sally Field's daughter. But, oh, sure, oh, definitely. Yeah. More so than Julia yeah, yeah, like a southern belle. Yes, not at all. Yeah, yeah. Or so, what if it was like the acting opportunity of a lifetime, and we would have seen just how much? Right. Yeah, we would have. Yeah, shut all our mouths. But, I mean, I mean could why no could have a supporting actor actor Oscar for this movie who knows or a nomination but I think in the end it has to be Julia so So. Julia got two nominations in a row she did and then nothing until Aaron Brockovich Mm -hmm. nothing until Aaron Brockovich no yeah so there's like this weird thing with time as far as between Pretty Woman and Aaron Brockovich, where yeah. like, I don't remember right. Any movie yeah, well, she, she did like Pelican it. Brief what? and like. Are you guys? Are you guys kidding me? No, my best friend's wedding. <laughs> Ooh, she's so good in my best friend's wedding. Yeah, you guys are gonna do be- my best yeah, friend's fine. wedding. It's yeah, like, yeah, I love my best friend's wedding. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's a great movie. They did they did some reunion of that, like a cover of Entertainment Weekly, of like her and. Um, not Dylan McDermott, Dermot Mulroney, mm. <laughs> the other one, uh, and Claire Danes and and. Uh, Do you mean Cameron Diaz? Diaz? I said what I say. Claire Danes. Cameron Diaz, yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> nope, no, I appreciate it. Um, and uh, yeah, that movie is a, is a beautiful movie. We'll do it eventually on the show. So I have a uh, little clip of Shelby and Malin's kind of. Uh, argument in the kitchen after the baby announcement what does jackson say about all this he's so excited he says he doesn't care whether it's a boy or a girl but i know he really wants a son so bad he could taste it 
He's really cute about the whole thing. It's all he can talk about. Jackson, Lattry Jr. Does he ever listen? I mean, when doctors and specialists give you advice, does he listen? I know you never do. Does he? Huh? What? Oh. I, I guess since he doesn't have to carry the baby, it really isn't any of his concern. Mama. I want a child. What about adoption? You filled out all the applications. Mama, no judge is going to give a baby to someone with my medical record. Jackson even put out feels about buying one. People do it all the time. Listen to me. I want a child of my own. I think it would help things a lot. I think that car racing by in the background was on our street. Was from not, our street, not in the movie. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't Dolly Parton's white trash son <laughs> driving up. by. What'd you hire her for? Looks suspiciously like Duke Nukem. <laughs> oh yeah. I, did anyone else, kind of watching it, expect that there was going to be more? story about Dolly Parton's son. Like, they talk about him so much at the beginning, I'm like, oh, there's going to be something that comes up with him again. And then right. like, he's never mentioned until he, with new multicolored hair. Right, at uh, the very end. Someone right at the end. He's, he's, he's dancing with Janice Van Meter at the wedding. Mm-hmm. That's him, like, like doing the butt oh, with Janice Van like Meter. two pigs fighting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two pigs fighting under a blanket. Written down. I didn't remember what it was about. <laughs> Thank you. You know she paid $500 for that dress, didn't bother wearing a girdle. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> see, he can just throw out quotes of this movie it's off the very, top of his I head. Say, it's a very quotable movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I know we talked about it a little bit, but but uh, the scene in the locker room where she's doing color, yeah. color commentary. And the rest of the podcast will be about this. <laughs> I mean, you see some guy butts in that scene there's a lot of booty in that scene mm-hmm. my goodness gracious and is this supposed to be like a college football team i mean i guess hey. so no oh, those i those don't look like high school those don't boys look like, no it's not supposed to be high school yeah. but is it supposed to be professional or yeah, yeah. does this like have a minor league football team that we don't know about yeah or? i think Who everyone knows? has their favorite butt in the scene <laughs> Mine is the one of the jockstrap. Yeah, <laughs> which one you ask? Well, I know it's framed. It's like a perfect frame of a butt. I mean, I remember being a kid and I didn't play sports ever, so I was just like, "What the hell?" Like jockstraps were just like, why is, "What? Why does that underwear have no back why on that it? Why does have no backside? Why would you even wear that? It just has your whole butt hanging out." I mean, that's why. Get it? I mean, it's. Because of shit like this is why jock straps are just so fetishized in the gay community now. I mean, you're not wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is it connected to harnesses too, or is that a whole other thing? Eh, that's a whole other. Yeah, that's that's a whole other thing. But they usually go hand in hand. Fair enough. They can go. Yeah. This has been educating a straight. Indeed. (laughs) Yeah. But that seems funny. It's 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 funny Shirley too. Shirley MacLaine like, so funny in how she just acts with her face in that scene. Yeah, yeah. Just, like something smells, but also I would like to look at that butt again. She's like disgusted and intrigued. She has yeah. her compact out. She she's kind of she's kind of checking checking things out. No, either. yeah. 
Shut up. But like that <laughs> that subplot with Clary and the radio station. Yeah. And then we never hear and about it. We, yeah. Like I mean, but you get you get fun scenes like that from it though. True. So here's another thing. So up until the very end of the wedding where Clary and Weezer are arguing about like who's gonna walk whom home. Uh-huh. I didn't get walk the sense that home. they were friends or like each other. And then they're like really tight, and I would have loved to have learned more about their friendship and like just the backstory, what they're about, what they've gone through. Is that something that they get into more in the play? I don't. I think it's done so. pretty much like it is in the movie and yeah. the play. But I think that's part of the fun of it is that you get the history of these characters through I think, their bickering scenes. Yeah, I was gonna say I think yeah. the walk me home scene was very much to illustrate that they actually are friends. Yes. Yeah. They other. do care about each other. But yeah. It, it, it was like out of nowhere and I was like, oh okay. I I feel like I was catching up on something. Sure, sure. Yeah, I can see that. Um I love that that whole exchange back and forth. Walk me walk me to walk me home. You're the one with the flashlight. <laughs> you just you live right over there. <laughs> Cars over. <laughs> you watch the news. The, all the scenes between Clary and Weezer are, are pretty much my favorite. Yeah, I I have the walk me home scene, but we'll play it later because we just heard a clip. <laughs> 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 um, so Shelby eventually has the kid. You know, uh, she has the baby. We don't... we we were kind of laughing as we were watching the movie that the reveal of the baby. Clearly, Julia was not on set this day, so they awkwardly <laughs> shoot this scene with a stand-in holding this blonde child, and it's shot around the stand-in. From the shoulders and we down. we were trying to From figure it out. And the chin down, yeah. Yeah. Is it, like, Allison mentioned, are they just trying to, like, drop suspense that, oh, maybe she's dead? Like but, she had the baby, but did she make it? But I don't think that—I don't think that was time, the idea of it. When I don't they were think that's what it. they were trying to do. But yeah. that was what I assumed they were doing yeah. when I watched it for the first time. That they were just not revealing her face mm-hmm. um, until, like, because they wanted you to be like, "Did she survive?" The yeah. Thing? But then they sing all of "Happy Birthday" to the baby and "Yankee Doodle Dandy" because the baby was born on July Fourth. Did they sing "Happy Birthday"? Or is it just Yankee Doodle? Dandy? I don't think they sing. Oh, okay. They didn't get those. Yeah, they didn't get the rights. Yeah, they didn't get the rights from those little ladies. <laughs> um, the uh, Malin's other children are still terrible. The brothers are basically just terrible. Yeah, the they're they're movie. pointless. <laughs> like they're mildly like not terrible at the funeral and. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so. It just cuts to a year later. The baby's it's a, it's the baby's first birthday. And they're just like, okay, let's go to Truvies. You know, we're going to get our hair done, have a whole day of beauty. Shelby makes this big decision to cut her hair short. Oh, that way. We've oh, seen, that we've way. seen Julia that with way. short hair, too, because she famously cut it off when she was nominated for a pretty woman, and she went to the Oscars with short hair. Short platinum blonde short, hair. Short platinum blonde hair, and her hair definitely did no not... I of this. Yeah, I do her, not recall this Her hair definitely did not look like... The wig that they gave her in this movie, yeah, um, they stuffed all that curly hair under there, and you could tell. Yeah, yes. that was a, yes. that was a, that was a big deal of when she cut her long curls when she was nominated. Oh, Felicity, who? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> and and we also uh, established that she she did have a short wig in Hook, right? Yes, that was her a wig. Tinkerbell okay. hair so is a wig. Her, there have been advances in short hair technology when it came to Julia Roberts in that time. 
<laughs> yes. Short hair technology. Indeed. I feel like it short needed hair I feel wiggetry. like it needed to be a little shorter of how they went. Yeah. So we're oh. we're viewing a picture of Julia yes. with Kiefer. I, I do remember that. They're a they're a very good looking couple too. I mean look at Why that. Why didn't that work out? Because <laughs> he's a fucking kook. insane person yeah. now. Um Yeah, that wig. Really this is this is the day before. She doesn't look quite as happy. It's not the day before, but she does not look very happy in this picture. She's at LAX. No, that's pretty yeah. much how I look when I'm at LAX. Um, yeah, so she cuts her hair off. She she decides to go in and get a manicure, and we see that she's just, oh, I've just been on dialysis. Who cares? Whatever. Right. Willy-nilly. So how's your day? Dialysis is like fucking... Yeah. Intense. Last resort, yeah. bitch. Her like, arm looks like like a chicken cutlet that's been like, yeah. Uh, what's the word? I don't eat meat anymore. So what's the word? Tenderized. Tenderized. There, there we go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that is some last resort shit right there. And I mean, it is a last resort because she reveals to them that she's getting a kidney transplant a tomorrow. Her and mother. it's going to be yeah. from her mom. And from her mom. From her mom, who's sitting was, five feet I was kind of surprised yeah. that there was no scenes of Sally Field going in for the kidney ch- transplant. There's a lot of hospital stuff yeah. later on. Yeah, I think it would have just been... Just yeah. drug the movie down. Yeah. I, I, when the, I thought this both times I watched it. Uh, that when they're going, yeah, and it's tomorrow. I just picture all of the women in the salon being like, oh, like... Being reminded of their place in these TFTI. Like, they're not. <laughs> now you tell us. Like, oh, like we're not as close as we thought. Yeah. We were. Okay. Cool, cool. 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 Yeah, for sure. I think that was really off-putting as far as because at first when the the first scene in the salon, I didn't think that they were invited to the wedding. The way that they were all talking to me. Right. Sure, I can see that. Yeah. And then in this scene where it's like you tell us the day before you're go you're both going into surgery, I'm like, okay. Are you guys friends, or is this just the place that we hang out? <laughs> I've given this a lot of thought because I had the same exact impression. I think that m- maybe like their acquaintances, maybe they be we show these friendships building and they becoming closer, right? In the time of the movie from the wedding, like maybe the, the like them all being there for her reaction and being there for her wedding made that's what them builds all, them the, yeah this little, this they're little they're set up as clients of truvy and then they become close friends of hers yeah. okay mm-hmm. that makes sense and then like the next scene solidified the reason why i loved uh weezer so much is because when they're shopping she's stress eating twinkies <laughs> yeah and i was like i love you like, yeah like a costco box yeah, i remember like being a kid just being scandalized like she has she's not Paid for She's those Twinkies for yet? You can't just eat those. Oh, I there's totally, no promise to pay. <laughs> I, I totally was that kid who like took a vegetable thing, like a pea or a carrot, and just like peas and carrots, grapes, candy, one thing, candy, something well, in a wrapper. To me, that I was like, oh, that is theft. I, I think the term you're looking for is white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you guys, I yeah. work, I work at Trader Joe's. Oh, People yeah. do it all the time. <laughs> And Clary was getting all those baked beans. This is just a gesture. He loves baked beans. He eats them with everything. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> um, I uh, I wrote here. Uh, going back to the the salon scene is like 
just the gossipy scenes are my fa- favorite. Oh, part. for sure. Which I mean, is like the most obvious statement anyone has ever made. I mean, the salon scenes matter. always still, remind me of counts. our good friend Jen of when she had her hair salon in Covina. Yes. And she had like a little boutique salon that was just herself. And just getting so excited that when you went and sat in her chair and you just like gossiped and talked about like we like flipped through Star she Magazine Star and magazines. just like talked about celebrities, what's going on in our lives. And she would be like bleaching my hair. I would have like tears running down my face because the bleach hurts so much. <laughs> but like I loved it, though. Also the bleach. Yeah. And that's what kind of those scenes remind me of. Yeah. Too. And uh, that's when we get we get this uh this gem of a conversation. Well, I have to admit, Marshall did go about it the wrong way. He marched in. And without so much as a hello, he said, Mom and Daddy, I have something to tell you. I have a brain tumor. I have three months to live. Well, naturally, Drew and Bell became hysterical. Then he said, Hey, folks, I'm only kidding. I'm just gay. That was his idea of breaking the news gently. Marshall was always very theatrical. I mean, this is a very progressive scene <laughs> in a movie. Yeah, I don't think you'd seen that in a lot of yeah, but then big movies. But then Sally Field goes on to say how bad she feels for the parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. Little steps, yeah. She's little like, steps forward. Oh, that sucks for Marshall and Bell. That kind and. That actually sounds kind of brilliant as a way of coming out. Like, put everything <laughs> in perspective for him real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then tell him you're gay. It's not going to seem that bad. Like, that just sounds like good sense. Just kidding. I'm only gay. <laughs> all the cutaways. <laughs> well, he always had a flair for the dramatic. Yeah. All, the, all the cutaways to him whenever you would see him at family functions. He's super he's cute, cute, too. Yeah, he's that blonde guy. <laughs> all gay men have track line. <laughs> And Shirley MacLaine comes in, and, and Julia was like, what is happening? <laughs> oh, track Latin, I love mine. In my foyer. <laughs> my grandson put it up. And, goes, and, then, and then masterfully, very subtly, goes, oh, really? How How's he doing? Oh, Steve's fine. Steve's fine. The fact that they all didn't, it was an interesting, I think if this movie was made today, you would cut to everyone in the in the salon, like cracking up laughing, yeah. and she'd be like, "What's so funny?" But they do a lot more subtly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they just laugh. Are I f- are there gay names anymore? Oh, gay you... men are named Mark, Rick, or Steve. Yeah, is that a thing anymore? Bruce. Bruce and Julian. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> sure. I don't know. I don't think they're no. super gay names like that. Are there? I just remember Bruce always being Lance go too for some reason. Bruce and Lance. Lance. <laughs> I think Scott's a pretty classic one. My name. I don't know. Scott's just a run-of-the-mill white dude name. I don't know. I, lo- I know a lot of gay Austins. Oh. <laughs> interesting. I think that you know a lot of Austins, gay or straight, is kind of spectacular. Yeah, multiple Austins. Several. Wow. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. that I don't We do re- not have any track lighting in our... We don't have any track lighting in this apartment. We don't have any art to feature track lighting. Or yeah. No. And we're neither. We don't have any overhead lighting. Not any Mark in our apartment, which might be kind of You do have several cats though. We do. We do. What we lack in track lighting we make up for cats. (laughs) We make up for cats. (laughs) That's the new gay feature for the twenty twenties. We we tend to have very warm lighting in our apartment. 
I'm a fan of warm lighting. Overhead Same. lighting tends to be a little too white. I don't need white light while I'm sitting in the living room watching a show. I like a soft yellow. It's just more inviting. It's good taste. You know? Come on. Who has mm-hmm. overhead light on in the living room? When you're just hanging around. So that's for vacuuming. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of opinions about this. <laughs> I thought about this I part. mean, come on. <laughs> It's just common sense. This may be the gayest conversation I've monster. ever had with you, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I'll turn the light on later. I'll show you. <laughs> Huge difference. Um, <clears throat> so she has a fucking <laughs> kidney transplant. Yeah. Oh, and then they're they're also like eating and drinking. Like it's a really cute scene with the family and they're playing the night cards, before, and yeah. they just keep like making jokes about organs. Which yeah, I thought that was actually very sweet. And it's bothering Tom Skerritt. Yeah, yeah. Actually it's the most like emotion that you see of him in the whole movie. Pretty much. The, even yes. when she dies, you're just like, yes. do something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, and it's so dumb that I should care about this. That late night, they would not be eating and drinking that late night. No, before not before surgery. <laughs> Probably fasting. Not, no. I, that was the first thing I thought of. Yeah, they would have to be fasting before surgery. Yeah. Um, whilst the gals and the family are waiting for the results of this kidney transplant, Miss Weezer proceeds to smoke a huge cigarette in the hospital waiting room. I've been meaning to ask my mom, who who's a nurse and definitely worked in hospitals in the 80s of can she ever remember a day when you could smoke in a hospital i mean i would think it would have to have been up you through like the 70s the, up to mm-hmm. the mid, mid 80s i would think right that was that i remember that was the big distinct thing on the pilot of this is us where they're like, oh yeah this is a different decade yeah when the cop hit when they're in the uh, yeah. uh maternity ward and he handles hand, uh hands jack a pack of cigarettes the, yeah. smoke, you're like oh, this is not of this time the only and episode of this is us that we saw yeah i forgot that was a big reveal of the pilot yeah, yeah. and it was because and it was it was because it was 77 and it was the yeah. first and last episode of this is us that we that ever we watched um after the transplant I feel like it all goes downhill pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, Sammy and Anel get married. They have their Halloween bridal shower. So, yeah, yes. they had a transplant, and then four months later? Wait, no. Let me do math. Three, four months later. Same year. Yeah, because it's Halloween when she when she collapses. Same year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she... And idiot Shelby, she's, like, getting woozy at the hospital. And she goes home. Any, yeah, it doesn't say yeah. anything. No. Let me pick up my son when I don't feel well. Let me hide it from a nurse who is also my coworker who's 10 feet away from me. When did she have time to finish her nurse? With all the sickness and right. like, when did she have time to finish getting her nursing degree and like get a job? Well. It sets up that she's they, yeah. a nurse already. before I she gets she's married. I think that it almost school. sets up that she's done with school yeah, like when at she the beginning of the movie. They say that her mom says, like, I want her to, like, not work. I want her to stay at home. Yeah. Be a housewife. And And Truvy says, are you going to keep your nursing job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, yeah, I love being around the babies. Yeah. So she was already an RN at that point. So how many years is nursing school? A couple. I know we're all going to. She could be a CN, too. (laughs) All the... (laughs) She could be just, like, a nurse's assistant or, like, like, a CNA. Too. Sure, um, but I think it also sets up with the character that she doesn't really know her limits. Right, like she kind of runs herself into the ground, right. and it's too late. Yeah, right. 
I mean, yeah. So she goes. She uh, she goes back home. She's alone with the baby. It's Halloween. It's a very nice house. It's a very nice house. Lovely that, house. That Louisiana. Lawyer. Yeah, I can't even see a neighbor from the backyard. <laughs> and yeah, she collapses. Goes into a diabetic like coma. The phone in her hand. That phone part, in hand. That mm-hmm. got me a bit. Like, yeah. She's like, let's call daddy, huh? And you can tell she's scared. And you see the phone just sprawled up next to her. I'm like, yeah. so close. I don't know why that, that part, like, weirdly affected me. But yeah. again, though, too, it's like, call, don't call dad. Call 911. Yeah. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. That's so yeah. <laughs> You're a nurse. You should And this that. useless child is just yeah. sitting across the room crying. Help yeah. her, damn it. <laughs> that uh, kid. <laughs> Pointless. It's pointless. <laughs> he um, called nine one one. So I noticed that when I watched it as a teenager, mm-hmm. the pivot from being like a dramedy to just being like yes. a very serious, yes, like, was jarring. Hard. And this is hard usually, left turn. And this is usually yeah. the point of whenever Pete and I revisit this movie, we usually just turn it off here. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. Like, we're like, good. We and saw we saw all the all the really cute scenes. We can we can. We can cut it before Julia dies. Yeah. yeah, it was jarring then when I was like 17, 18. And I'm like, I'm in my 30s now. And I'm just like, wow, this does not get Damn. No. Like, this is dark. Because it's a straight like 10 minutes of Sally Field in the hospital. Yeah. No, no, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Open your eyes. No brief little like sweet moment. Of, like, I will say this movie like. Bags, you think it's gonna zig? Yeah, oh, for time. sure. Like, because like the, the 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 sort of formulaic thing they would do is she would wake up and go, "Mama." Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't cry for me. Yeah. Have you please tell Jackson that I I don't know why she's all of a sudden what? Yeah. A small British child. Like <laughs> I mean, I it's no. Maybe. It's no Deborah Winger deathbed scene oh. from oh. Terms of Endearment, what which just makes me just cry every single time well, I watch it. I don't know that Julia would be able to pull off like saying goodbye to <laughs> her yeah. child. Watching this scene, this movie did make, did make me think when's the last time I've watched Terms of Endearment? Right? I should watch it again. Yeah, yeah. And you want to talk about a mother like crying like over her child yeah. like Shirley MacLaine oh my god get the fuck out of here where she's movie. where she's asking asking for the medication give my daughter the shot give my daughter the oh shot oh my god now yeah <laughs> that scene is amazing Man, okay i'm going to go home watch movie. <laughs> not the evening star <laughs> <laughs> i only love the evening star because you see scott wolf in those whitey tighties that's the only reason why scott wolf is in it I love. Oh, he's the he's, he's the underwear the model trashy boyfriend. So oh, Juliet Lewis, he's the boyfriend of Scott Wolf Juliet and his Lewis. dimples. Yeah, and his and his little white briefs. Wow. Look it up. Okay. Oh my god! Do you think that I'm not going to? As <laughs> soon as I get in my car, you are sadly mistaken. So yeah, so this is where we get the real like hit over the head with like men can't handle their emotions mm-hmm. and yeah I wrote, they have to leave the room as they're pulling the plug i wrote that down before you know we get to the scene where she talks she addresses it head mm-hmm. on jackson kisses wife and then walks out of the room like wouldn't you want to be there with yeah. your wife like yeah has her last breath yeah like there's a there's like one shot of sally field looking in when he's with her by himself but the mm-hmm. rest of the time it's her like Extra, giving physical therapy, reading to her, yeah. showing her pictures, like all that stuff. In the moments when she does die, there's that great moment with Sally where she walks into the waiting room and she tells them all the instructions. Like what to do. And yeah. it's very, like, she, calm and collected to autopilot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, she knows what she knows what to do. 
Gotta go get that pink suit. Yep. That hideous. <laughs> that hideous. Hideous. Pink suit. Pink suit. <laughs> that, and this is not obviously, it comes right before like the most uh, emotion packed Sally Field scene in this movie. But just that scene of her driving when yeah. she goes yeah. to pick yeah. up to pick up um, the, the baby, you know, the, 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 the child the, of the dam. I was gonna say the, 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 <laughs> the child mom of the corn. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is it manslaughter what he did? I mean, come on, he he, he really could have done ma- something. It would have been murder if it had been right away, but it yeah. was su- it like basically weakened her and then she never recovered. Manslaughter. Yeah, there you go. Second degree. It holds up. First degree. <laughs> um, but no, just her driving, like even just the faces that she's making. Like, yeah, that there was something. It was just rooted in so much reality. Yes. You could see the hopelessness, anger, mm-hmm. sadness. Like it, they, you just see it all on her face, and she didn't say a fucking word. Yeah. yeah, I heard. I remember on a Hollywood Reporter roundtable, Charlize Theron said the hardest scenes to act in a movie are the scenes when you have to drive, mm-hmm. and just sort yeah. of you're just you and your the camera in a car. Apparently, it's really hard for actors. Yeah, but I mean. Sally's a pro, man. Mm-hmm. She's got two Oscars for a reason. She had her, she had had both of them at this point too. Yeah, two. Had she really best mm-hmm. actress? Yeah. What was the second one? Uh, Places in Places the Heart. In the heart. Yeah. We just discussed it on the last episode. Okay. Yeah, um, the Oscar special. Yeah, Places in the Heart is heavy. I don't think I've ever like, actually seen ooh. Places in the Heart. It's heavy. Um, the title definitely makes it sound like it's an Oscar Beatty. Right. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, Speaking but, of Oscar Beatty, sure. I was telling them when I first got here that I had kind of did the Mandela effect on this movie and I could have sworn Meryl Streep was in it. I mean, there, I'm sure she was offered it. Oh, had to. Yep. Sure yeah. She was also probably in something that was comp- like some sort of female, like the power of a female friendship <laughs> movie with some sort of sure. tragedy, at least one. Well, yeah. okay, so along those lines of that Mandela effect, I, I saw a production of this on stage, but it was 96 when I saw the stage production. And in my brain, I remember the Sally Field character, Malin, being played by Beth Grant. I looked up. That would be amazing. Well, she did play the character. Okay. But she played it in a revival like in 2005 or something. So it couldn't have been her. And I actually found an LA Times write-up of this show that I saw today online. And it was oh, wow. not Beth Grant. But um, yeah, I, was I don't know why up, I had her in my brain. I was looking up role. casting of who's played these roles on stage. I thought yeah. that was Where interesting. Did you see it like a community theater, like Pasadena Playhouse? No, it was in um, it was in Hollywood. It's called I forgot what the theater's called. I saw mine from the Montana Repertory Theater. Yeah, um, mine was in Hollywood. It was by the by the Capitol Records building. It looked like a church, but it was like this. Oh, one of those like little playhouses. Yeah, yeah. So I was looking up of actresses who have played the roles on stage. You know, Margot Martindale. I know her mostly from Bojack Horseman. Sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> She's a, a great character actor. She originated the Dolly role, and Delta yeah. Burke from Designing Women, Billy's beloved Designing Women, played <laughs> the role in the 2000 Broadway version. Played Malin or played uh, the Dolly role? She played Truvy. Truvy. I could okay. see both of those, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I was looking up the 2005 uh, Broadway production, Christine Ebersol. Plays uh, Malin. Malin and Rebecca Gayhart plays the Julia role. 
speaking of manslaughter. Hey. Oh. Hey, yo. Hey, now. <laughs> Urban Legends is still... <laughs> and, no, Joel, and, and Jolie Richardson played Shelby in the 1989 West End cast. Jolie Richardson? Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, I'm sorry. Wait, West End. So you mean we got to hear a bunch of British people try to do these? Try to do well, you always hear yeah. you always hear from actors that it's easy from for, yeah. British actors that the Southern accents are always the easiest for them. Easier oh, than a flat true. American okay. accent. Yep. Uh, there was also a sitcom pilot, mm-hmm. only a pilot. It was I after the it, events of the movie, right? I think it was aired. Um, sitcom. Yeah, but it was a single camera. So it was still a half-hour comedy, but it was a single camera, so it looked a little bit more like picket fences. It was at the time, like early 90s. Uh, April of 1990. Cindy Williams from Laverne and Shirley. Shirley. She played uh, the Sally Field character. She played Malin. Shut your mouth. Yeah. That's oh well no okay I'm still thinking of it as a drama no as yeah a comedy okay <laughs> yeah all right I think <laughs> Elaine Stritch Elaine Stritch was oh. Weezer I think I, I, okay if it was anyone else I would have <laughs> <laughs> right was she Weezer yeah I think so and then Sally Kirkland played right Truvy Truvy okay yeah Sally Kirkland from uh, I don't think I from the Oscars there's been this many iterations of right well the, the 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 pilot didn't get picked up and I th- I. Th- I don't even know if it actually was aired, and if it was, it was just one day, and then it just was canceled uh, and not picked up. But the entire episode's on YouTube. Oh, we need to watch that. Yeah. Okay. I watched. I've watched it before. It's I'm crazy. Sure it also happened. <laughs> <laughs> they reference every like minor character from the movie. They like, yeah, they really tried. Do they? Do they? So, does anyone have a diabetes? I see. I that's what I don't remember. It was so long ago. I don't remember if it's after the movie. I think I read on Wiki that yeah. it's after the movie. Like Shelby's just Shelby's dead. Just yeah, dead. yeah. Okay. So then <laughs> it would gone. be just a TV show yeah. of about a people about a bunch of girls in a everyone and a, in this yeah, town. Yeah, a beauty shop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Girls, yeah. women, yeah. a bunch of women. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like what's the what's the next like progression of this material since we did get the all black remake and. 2012 on Lifetime, like, where do we go now? I don't know. <laughs> we try the series. Like, they'll go the parenthood route. Parenthood tried to be a TV show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And do a, didn't yeah. do well. And then when, it came back. When NBC's starting to get what? desperate right. and, yeah. and, and pulling in those numbers, <laughs> they'll go to, they'll break out Steel Magnolias. To be fair, is that going to be NBC or is that going to be a CBS show? <laughs> oh, you're right. That seems more on brand for CBS. <laughs> also, as far as the Steel Magnolias thing, like, I read the wiki and i know what it's supposed to mean i remember there was a point where uh weezer goes to tom scarrett am i saying yeah. his name right yeah and she mentions this magnolia tree that you get might... those magnolias out of my tree and he's like it's we haven't decided whose tree it is mm-hmm. they never really circled right circled, that should be the subheader of this movie it's like Oh, whatever happened with that? Well, okay. So no, the, 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 the title means oh, because yeah. she says, like, men are supposed men to be made of steel. steel, but this, and it's their magnolias, because magnolia, technically magnolia is the state flower of Mississippi. Right. So. But they're everywhere in the South, right? But the thing is, yeah. magnolia flowers are, like, fucking tough as shit. Like, uh, yeah. No, that's the thing. It's that they're and it's a big, it's a big, beautiful southern flower. But like the petals are, you can like fucking step on that shit and like they don't tear. Is that supposed to be a metaphor for our strong women? Yeah. Yeah. So I've heard, I've heard southern men refer to southern women as magnolias. Like they're magnolias. They're so tough, you know. But like I half expected them to like the ending would be these 
five women standing in front of this back this tree, with like a giant, with like a giant. You guys can't crane. figure it out. Nobody gets it. <laughs> with like a giant crane shot that like. Oh yeah, 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 just yeah, like yeah. a very beautiful subtle <laughs> ending of like. That's how that movie would end if it was made today. Yeah, so, seriously. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. The Hulu limited series. <laughs> yeah, that's but, the next frontier. Is yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, Malin gets her big scene at the at the at the funeral. Um, it's uh, so good in this scene. Just, so just, good. It's a speech. I, I understood. <laughs> I I always remembered that thing about my my teacher said about go and watch the scene. I was like, you know what? Yeah. This this completely lived up to the expectations of it I'd had for twenty something years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good scene, but it also it's cut with like humor. You know, because she says she wants to hit somebody. Just yeah, here's a l- <laughs> just a little bit of it. I just want to hit somebody until they feel as bad as I do. I just want to hit something. I want to hit it hard. <laughs> Here, hit this. Go ahead, Malin. Slop her. Are you crazy? Are you high, Clary? Clary, have you lost your mind? We'll sell t-shirts saying I slapped Weezer Boudreau. Hera! Miss Clary, enough! Weezer, this is your chance to do something for your fellow man. Knock her lights out, Malin! Let go of me! Malin, you just missed a chance of a lifetime. Half a chickapin parish should give the eye teeth to take a whack at Weezer. I want a t-shirt that says I slapped Weezer Boudreau. Hit this! I've There's ne- no way someone hasn't made Nobody, that I've never you, seen a t-shirt. If, you, if I look it up on Redbubble right now, she you specifically don't think- says we'll make t-shirts that say I slapped uh, Weezer Boudreaux, and I've never seen one. I would. There has to be something on T Public with that. Uh, yeah, Redbubble. Yeah. Come on, come on. That's such a great piece of screenwriting of to break the tension, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. so just, good. I also love that, like Weezer. I kind of thought Weezer would be like, yeah, sure, hit me, everyone do. Again, zagging when I think they're gonna zig. Right, right, right. Yeah. She's like, she looks like a like like if you try to put a cat in a bath. She's like, what? <laughs> Freaking out. She's like trying to pull. She's clawing a claw away. Yeah, she gets really hurt, you know. And it's like that. This is a character that's just constantly like talking shit on everybody the entire movie. And I like, want to learn so. I know I said this before <laughs> about Clary and Weezer, their friendship, but even just Weezer, like I feel like there's a whole like. Like I would probably watch a prequel about Weezer and like what made her her. Totally. Her 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 two worthless husbands and her three ungrateful children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love to watch that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That would be so and then just Clary just watching from the sidelines be like, You stupid bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, the only person that basically can put her in her place, yeah. like since they were like like teenagers. Yeah. Um I also had no clue that she was rich until she said, I am reminded of God. Yeah. I, and Billy's like, goes, well, she was wearing the fur coat. I'm like, yeah, but with overalls, I just thought she was eccentric. Right. Yeah, sure. that's why yeah. I was confused about, like, she got she's that, money, too? She got that fur coat yeah. at the at the Salvation Army. Exactly. And it 100%. looks kind of ratty, too, the one that she, when she's wearing it. Yeah. And her clothes are, like, so crazy and all that. So, yeah, it's it's, it's weird. Okay. Well, she's sleeping <laughs> with an old man. Well, she's, I, I think she's, I think we're supposed to she's old, too. <laughs> But he looks crazy old. He looks, he looks like substantially older <laughs> <Yeah>. than her. <laughs> I can report that the Sherwood Florist delivery <laughs> van has been to he her house. I, he knows I like fresh flowers. <laughs> <laughs> the Sherwood Florist delivery van. I love that. <laughs> She's been having an affair with a Buick. A Mercedes Benz. <laughs> with a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> we are in the house of the Lord. 
that scene <laughs> where uh, the Daryl Hannah character is talking about uh, how Julia is with Jesus, that always makes me Ooh. feel yeah. so bad. She's with her king. For Sally Field. That you could tell. Well, she says she yeah. looks at her like, "All right, yeah. Anel, thank you, but shut you up. shut the don't fuck up." Yeah, yeah. From me? I know yeah. I want to mm-hmm. slap it. Yeah. <laughs> How Sally plays that scene is so Ooh. good too. Yeah. And honestly, you could see she might have like maybe had words for, her, and then she yes. she comes it back around and she, yes, yeah. You could tell that she's thinking about it, and then she yeah. stops herself. Yeah, she's like, "Well, fucking call me selfish, but." <laughs> Also, no. as, a, as a quick aside, I will say of all the different hairstyles that Anel had, while Bible thumping Anel is the most annoying, <laughs> she had the best hairstyle. That's I just sure. To put that out there. She had her like her like Truvy Soft. wannabe stage where it was like kind of mimicking Dolly's well, hair. She legitimately just thought that was Truvy. Yes. <laughs> I did. When they were putting up those Christmas decorations, I like took off my glasses for a second and I thought that was Truvy on the ladder talking to Sammy and I'm like, Jezebel. We could definitely chart this this wig journey. Oh, for sure. That Daryl Hannah goes yeah, on in this movie. Yeah. She's some soft, so like she found Jesus just found a soft curl that worked yes. for her and framed her face nice. Yeah. <laughs> soft curl. But then by the end, she's got very, like, early 90s, like the curly bob. Oh, the, Tight. the Easter. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. the Easter hair is, is, is not great. But, yeah, we go, we go from the funeral. Now it cuts to Easter. It's springtime. Rebirth. Rebirth. Not subtle at all. Babies <laughs> everywhere. A very pregnant Danelle. And uh, we, the movie wraps up where it began, along this river mm-hmm. with Danelle. But now she's having a baby. Yep. Err. With so poor was this Sammy, her journey? Who hates her. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Was, <laughs> was it was Anel the, the main character the entire time? She's the Maybe. she's the thread that holds them all together. I guess. Oh. She's well she's like the she is the seasons, if you want. Like, yeah. She can, she I mean, that changes. Was I'm so, I regret that. She changes that. That like the seasons mm-hmm. throughout, throughout like, the I mean, the movie. she's kind of the, the but audience's. she comes back to the. She's the audience's gateway into the story. The story and too. these people. She also displays the progression of time more than yeah. any of the other characters. Yeah. Because we see it change in her personal style and her aesthetic. And I mean, you guys, Anel is a very intricate yeah. part of Steel Magnolias that wow. often goes under. Look at that. She goes kind of like unsung. We cracked the code. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> was there a code? I mean, <laughs> insofar as why is Daryl Hannah's character so fucking weird? And you know what's kind of really cool about this movie? And I think you have to give it credit that this is a movie with no major... Male leads, they're yeah. all women. Was Tom Skerritt a, a, per, a thing, a person? I mean, like, was he, I think just... I mean, he, did he have name recognition? Sort I of. I think as a character yeah. actor, he was an alien. The first alien. Okay. And that was in like 79. Sam Shepard in... had been... I think he had been nominated for an Oscar. Oh, that's the other thing about this movie. The entire cast besides Tom Skerritt have either been nominated for an Oscar or have won multiple Oscars. Hashtag justice for Tom Skerritt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tom, no, not for this movie. He's not great. Tom Skerritt's like, well, fuck Wait, my drag. Dylan Whoa. McDermott was nominated Oh, for well, Oscar? I guess there you go. Dylan McDermott. Dylan McDermott is like a, glor- is like a Golden, glorified extra. Golden Globe yeah. winner, has, Dylan McDermott. He maybe has, what, three minutes of yeah, screen Yeah, a handful time? of screen Yeah, screen time. But True. yeah, like what I was saying is you have to give the movie credit that this is a major studio movie that revolves around women. At a time when I'm sure that like studio execs would be like, uh, no one's going to want to see this movie. Yeah. 
And it was a pretty substantial hit at the time. I mean... No. She wasn't like A-list celebrity Julie Roberts. Right. I mean, it uh, entered the U.S. box office at number four with an opening weekend of just over $5 million. And then by the time the wider release, two days later, it grossed up to $15 million and it stayed in the top ten for over 16 weeks. Holy shit. So people people did go see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, wow. it had a pretty long shelf life. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know it was that, like, successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Steel Magnolias. <laughs> Great. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's our southern any, masterpiece. Any last, like, thoughts about Steel Magnolias? I mean, these w- these women shaped my childhood, and they, like, turned Definitely. me into the... To the, the strong today. southern homo that Bell, you are now. Yeah. I feel like you're very... Uh, I mean, which one are you? You can say it. You can say Weezer. Yeah, you're the Weezer. I feel like <laughs> yeah. I'm. I mean, do I just have to be the Clary? <laughs> Weezer, I guess. <laughs> I like to see myself as more the Dolly, the Truvy, sure. but whatever. I think on your best days you're Clary, and I think on your your days I think you might. I've, sure. I've seen some Anel. <laughs> some Anel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about I you two? Something that freezes beautifully. Um, I am one hundred percent Weezer. Yeah. <laughs> if you said anything else, I would have hit you. I mean, I like to think sometimes a little bit Shelby. Mm. No, not at all. No. I'm <laughs> you're, you're you're Weezer because you also are someone who's very hard to get like. I had to like work to make him my friend and have him put his guard down. Don't listen to her. I'm a fucking teddy bear. Who would you? Be? <laughs> um. I don't know. The person sitting in the audience who was kind of confused by this movie. <laughs> <laughs> is this the Jambalaya song? This is yeah. This is the Hank Williams oh, version of Jambalaya. I'm, I'm Weezer Saint Bernard. Oh, <laughs> the end. <laughs> I took the Witch Steel Magnolia character quiz on BuzzFeed, and I was Whitey Black the vet. Yeah, Whitey Black says <laughs> this dog is nervous. Whitey Black's an idiot. Um, yeah, wow. We did Steel Magnolias. That was mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Are you sad it's over now? Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to watch it again up until Shelby dies. <laughs> they take out their six packs and throw in a heart and get on a plane. Thanks for coming on the show, yeah, you guys. Thank you so much. That was so that was much fun. fun. Hopefully, you guys can come back and do it again. This was amazing. That was our Steel Magnolias. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You're not wearing your headphones, so you didn't hear the entire version of the Jambalaya song that I just played. Um, well, listeners, you can find us on social media. You can find Movies That Made Us Gay on Instagram and Facebook at Movies That Made Us Gay. You can also find us on Twitter at MTMUGPod, MTMUGPod uh, on Twitter. And you can drop us an email if you'd like, Movies That Made Us Gay at gmail.com. When you are on iTunes, you should... Give us five stars. Yes. It helps us track up the charts. We would love for you to rate and review us I on wanna iTunes. Hit, I want to hit over 30 reviews soon. Yeah, and it's your job as listeners to fulfill that wish. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back with episode two of season two next week. Yep. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.